0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport Podcast. My name is Seth Hensley, and this is a show dedicated to young believers pursuing the goal of healthy marriage and family. You know, we live in a world where getting married and starting a family is far too often postponed for longer than God designed and pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things. But the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As young believers, we have the choice to prioritize what matters most in our lives every day and to live face-to-face with God and others. Every Thursday and Sunday on this show, I'll be sharing research conducting interviews, and reviewing articles on the importance of marriage and family for society. I'll also be releasing exclusive content such as spoken word poetry, allegorical short stories, and bonus episodes for subscribers. Friends, God did not set us up to live life alone. The truth of the matter is that every minute of your adult life that you wait to marry is a minute of your life that you're not spending with your life partner. While some might be content to live with the consequences of this arrangement, I would argue that those who wish to spend as much of their life as possible with their mate are perfectly within reason and soundness of value to do so it is my deepest hope that this podcast inspires generation z to pursue marriage become the best spouses and parents the world has ever seen serve with furious intentionality love well and discover the joy of hanging the moon for another to access my sources subscribe to the show or get your copy of my latest book visit anchor.fm seth hensley or check out the show
1: notes of each episode All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 201 of the Restoring Rapport podcast. We're super excited for the content we've got planned out for you guys today. As always, this is a podcast about keeping marriage and family as central goals for young believers and prioritizing relationship in a world of many distractions. And today we're going to be reviewing a conversation between Lila Rose and Nick Freitas, uh, which we have reviewed Nick Freitas before on the show, as he does a lot of work in instructing men on how to be good men, how to be good fathers, how to be good husbands, encouraging them to pursue those goals uh, rather than their own hobbies and individual pursuits. So naturally, he's going to fit in very well with kind of what we talk about on the show a lot. If you're new here, welcome. So excited to have you reach out and let us know what you think of this episode through the link in the show notes. You can send us your own personalized audio voice message, giving me your thoughts, questions, comments, uh, or opinions on the, the topics that we discuss in this video, as well as this this guy and let me know if you'd like for me to review him more in the future. Uh, I've really enjoyed his content in the past. He is, I believe a Virginia delegate who just recently got reelected. Um, <clears throat> so that's kind of exciting as I agree with him a lot. Uh, if you don't agree with him a lot, obviously you're not going to be excited that he got reelected, but <clears throat> as this past, uh, um, election day had a lot of awesome results for some people, what some people would consider awesome and what other people could, would consider not awesome. So, um, it just kind of depends on what your political beliefs are there on this show. I try not to get too political. I just try to talk about the issues that, uh, you know, this show is targeted at again, if this show is made for young believers who are pursuing the goal of marriage and family, if that does not fit your description, this show might not be for you. I'm not claiming to be an expert. And I'm not giving marriage advice to people who are older than me with this show. I'm simply encouraging young men in particular to pursue the goal of marriage and make themselves as healthy a spouse as they possibly can. Uh, because as I've argued elsewhere, uh, marriage is the the calling I would say as a believer for the vast majority of young men out there. And when you choose to go against God's design in your life, you encounter problems uh, as I believe is evidenced by statistics usually men who are not married just to go over a few of them um, have more common problems with alcohol and drug abuse they die sooner they make less money uh, they're less physically healthy they're less mentally healthy so all these things happen to men um, who choose not to go to, not to get married and instead to pursue other goals and so that's why I'm so passionate about trying to get men to pursue goals that lead them to a healthy life and create a lasting Um, impact on the world through their children. So really excited to review this though, without further ado, let's go ahead and hop right into it. Again, this is a a recent interview that came out between Lila Rose and Nick Freitas, and they're talking, I believe I got, I watched some of the interview um, before uh, recording this episode, and we're going to pick up kind of where I stopped leading up to this point. They discussed kind of how men ended up in the crisis that they're in today, What are the things that are damaging, you know, a man's ability to function well in the world? What are the things that are damaging men's mental health? What are the things that are damaging, you know, a man's impact on the world? And so that's kind of what he talked about leading up to this point. Now, I think he's going to start kind of giving a solution to the problem that he diagnosed in the first half of this interview. So if you want to listen to the first half, I will include the link to this video in the show notes. You can click it and listen to the first half of this interview, but we're going to pick up in the middle at about 35 minutes and 36 seconds. So let's go ahead and get started. And, and so again, how do we the, turn the, that
2: back? I mean, what do we do with all these, all the men who are, you know, there's this, that statistic earlier, 63% of men mm-hmm. versus only a third of women are single today. You know, they're, they're not because of any number of reasons, they're not interested or they're not able to be in a relationship. And I'm not saying everyone is bound for sort of a marriage or a relationship, but I would say the yeah. large majority of people are biologically. It's the way we're wired. I think it's how we're designed. So some people aren't called to that, but many people, more people are. So what about, you know, what are the, <laughs> with all this generation of men, you know, we, you're talking about wanting them to direct their wildness towards greatness and, and the morality mm-hmm. needed for that, which is so key. But what about just recreating or sparking the wildness to begin with, you know, in a good Man, way? Well,
3: so I, I think it's a couple of things. Like um, I think John Lovell does a great job of this in his book. He, uh, he Warrior, does, yeah,
2: he's awesome. Um,
3: he he does a great job on this. Matt Boudreau, Um mm-hmm. th- There's other guys in this sphere, and 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 I I think what you're starting to see is something of a. Um, I don't know if competition is the, is the right place, but basically different paths where, where young men are going to go to get advice. And some of it is what they, you know, uh, refer to as kind of the secular manosphere where again, it's, it's the workout, be professional, do all these other things, uh, be intellectual, have good, you know, you know be, um, intellectually formidable. But then with respect to its concept of relationships, it's, it's broken. And then it's it's usually rooted in, in something of a hedonistic philosophy that, that doesn't ultimately make sense. Then, then you've also got uh, this view where it's kind of the scholarly approach where it's telling young men that there's there's things that they have to prioritize and they have to be good and they have to be noble. But what, what men really – I think what young men really need to see – is they, they need to see men that, that do a good job of combining the warrior and the scholar or the warrior and the poet, as, as John Lovell would, would describe it. Um, they don't want to be, they don't want to just be lectured to. Um, if, if you're going to, if you're going to offer an alternative, then they want to see somebody that they believe is, is formidable along those masculine lines. And so I, I think the, me, where I'm, I'm approaching this from the Christian perspective. It, it's about reopening this whole idea of what, is it, what does it mean to be a strong Christian man? Well, a strong Christian man isn't weak. A strong Christian man um, is intellectually formidable, professionally formidable, physically formidable. Um, and they're emotionally formidable as well. Like I, I always say that there's there's a – my wife worded it best. I was, I was trying to capture this where I was saying like men don't – we don't like to be vulnerable. We don't like to be weak. And she goes, yeah, but babe, you, you got to be able to show us tenderness. Like there, there's a there's a tenderness that you display. And, and and she described it for me and it helped me understand it and articulate it better. She goes, babe, there there's a tenderness that you display toward me. There's a tenderness that you display toward our daughters that the rest of the world doesn't get. But every once in a while, they get to see a glimpse of it.
1: Okay. So um really like a lot of the stuff that went on there. Uh, to start off, I think Lila did a great job kind of diagnosing the summary of how men ended up in the mess they are today. And that is by removing the goal of marriage as a, the motivation in their life. When you remove the goal of marriage and a family from a man's life, that is the primary motivation that prompts him to make something of himself. So if you remove the goal and the motivation of having a wife and children, either because he is unable to attain a wife and children for whatever reason through the incel, you know, growing incel, uh, pandemic, or because he simply is not interested in that through the growing, you know, alpha male, So self-proclaimed. Uh, Pandemic. Either way, there you're removing the goal and the motivation of having a wife and children, and so what happens is men are less motivated and less prompted and less incentivized to to make themselves healthier and to better themselves and to improve their themselves in every area of life. So again, as I've said before, marriage and family is uh, having a wife and having children is the primary motivator for a man. If he's not motivated by those things for whatever reason, because he can't get them or because he doesn't want them, uh, he's not really going to, I would say, make much of himself in most cases. So I. I think Lila did a great job saying that because 60 some percent of men are single today, they're not motivated to better themselves. They're not motivated to better the world. They're not motivated to bring order from chaos. Um, They're not motivated to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. They're not motivated to do any sort of improvement in any way to themselves or the environment around them or the people in their life. And so that's kind of the the situation that a lot of men are finding themselves in now. And I think she did a great job um, kind of diagnosing the problem that, that marriage and family has been kind of removed from the equation. I think Nick did a great job uh, summarizing what men need a lot of times and who they'll listen to. And he talked about a lot of the male influencers and the people out there who are selling ideas to men now. Um, are often falling on one side or another of the spectrum between a warrior, somebody who's physically capable and an intellectual, somebody who's, um, you know, mentally formidable. And so you've got people like Jordan Peterson, who I would say is more intellectually capable, very brilliant. Uh, He's a wonderful teacher. And then you've got people like, um, I'm going to give a poor example, but Andrew Tate would be somebody who would be like, since he's a former kickboxer, he would be considered, um, you know, more on the warrior end. And so you've got men lining up, to listen to these dudes who are out of balance. And, and again, I don't think Jordan Peterson, I actually am way more sympathetic towards Jordan Peterson. I think he's actually um, a well-balanced man and man in every area of life. Uh, Andrew Tate, I actually disagree with on a number of things, and I don't think he's a good person to <clears throat> follow and um, accept the teaching of. So, But my point is men need both of those. And I think that's what Nick is, Nick is talking about somebody who's physically formidable, and intellectually formidable, somebody who is, uh, those were his words, somebody who is, has done the work to make themselves physically fit, who's done the work to discipline their body, who's done the work to discipline themselves, and also somebody who has, um, you know, Put in the work to develop their ideas, put in the work to develop their worldview, put in the work to develop their mind and their ability to articulate themselves. So these are things that men need on both fronts. He also talked about, which I, something I really appreciated being emotionally formidable. So being emotionally mature, emotionally capable. Um, A lot of men I know have the problem of not being able to express their emotions or not show them in any way, not be vulnerable with their, their partner. And of course that relationship suffers on all all kinds of levels. If you're not able to be vulnerable with your partner, you're not going to be able to grow closer to one another. Uh, And so that is going to sabotage your ability to have a healthy connection with your spouse. So you've got to be able to uh, have a degree of emotional maturity. So I like that he kind of is, is his idea, ideal man here is kind of a well-rounded, uh, dude, somebody who's formidable in every area of life, emotionally, mentally, physically, uh, who's well-rounded in all, all those areas of life. And I think that is a great guy for you to listen to. And so men need uh, mentors. I would say people in a season beyond themselves, um, somebody who's well ahead of them, uh, when it comes to, you know, their physical ability, their mental ability, their, their relational life, their marriage. Um, they need men who are successful in all those areas of life and it, once they find somebody like that they need to uh, actually pursue the goal of being mentored by that person see if you can glean from that person ask them how they got to where they are because you admire them um, as they currently are ask them what some you know if you're making a tough decision in life ask them what they would do uh, in, in the situation you're in and so by by doing these things by asking people who are far ahead of you and who you admire Uh, how, what they would do, you are gleaning information to how to, on how to get where they are. And so ask people, um, for directions who are presently where you are going. So I think that's the idea. If you want to be healthy, mentally, physically, emotionally, if you want to have a awesome marriage, and if you want to um, be capable of contributing to the lives of those around you, ask somebody, ask to be mentored by somebody who's done those things already, who you admire and who you uh, respect and who's done those things. Uh, So that's what I would say is the greatest benefit so far to what they're saying. Um, let's move on though. I'm very I'm really into this video. I like this topic and I like both of the people here and the ideas that they're sharing. So let's see what else they have to say.
3: That's really important. And, and I, and I do think that's critical. The, the other side of it and, and a lot of, a lot of young men, um, we'll share this story when they, when they ask you about something that was formative in, in their young lives. So uh, again, I I didn't, I didn't get to grow up with my father as much as I would have liked to, but I, I got to spend the summers with him. And my dad was a, uh, a homicide detective. And one day he, uh, he said, you want to go into work? Yeah, I want I want to go into work. And it's kind of, that's cool. Right. And, um, we're sitting there and there was this situation where there was this guy, you know, cuffed up, sitting down and, um, he just, he, he looked at me wrong, <laughs> at least in my dad's view. And my dad just immediately like shot him this glare and, and said, you know, get your head down. And guy went back down and, and I saw this, I saw this glimpse of, um, the man, the dangerous people saw in my father.
2: Mm-hmm. And he
3: was never directed toward me. So not he not never raised he his
2: get, voice with you.
3: No, no, no. Or, he did. He did. Okay. He would raise. See that. This is but the part. not like that. So, not like that. This is the that. part that is so critical, and I think people mm. don't properly understand. No, he, he is my dad. My dad had the capacity to scare the crap out of me, right? <laughs> like he, um, no, he would raise his voice out of me, and and he would use he would use a very stern look and the whole deal and, and whatnot. It's not like he was just super gentle and kid gloves with me. Not at all. Um, he wasn't abusive though. So I saw his anger, but I never perceived a, a threat. Right, I I saw in that moment, and and I can't I can't yeah. illustrate this. Up. It wasn't anger he was demonstrating toward that person. It was it was actually calculated. It was calculated to display to him that he was a threat because he had something to protect. Man. And man, that stuck with me. That that split second of seeing the look on his face, the tone, his gesture, and how another dangerous man responded to it. Right, that that stuck with me. That they're they're the threats in the world need to see that in me. Okay. Whenever they're so, threatening, the th-
1: um, really good stuff there. Kind of what stuck out to me in that little um, story was that you need to be capable. Men need to be capable of protecting the things in their life that matter most. And if you're not physically capable, if you're not mentally capable, if you're not uh, spiritually capable of warding off the evil things in the world that are coming going to come after your marriage, your health. Uh, those things that matter, you, your your wife, your kids, if you're not willing and you're not able, I'm sorry, if you're not able to ward those things off and protect them from that, then you're you are uh, you ha- you're in a state that you need to improve because that's part of your job as a man. And things are going to come against what matters most, most in your life. Hi
0: guys, this is just a quick reminder that you can use the link in the show notes to send me a voice message with a comment or a question.
1: Evil exists. People do wrong things. And so you have to be able to um, correct and 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 protect you know what matters most in your life you have to be able to correct attacks you have to be able to stop um harmful things that are coming against your wife and kids so that's another thing i would say that men need to be able to do and and, and start need to be um what's the word pursuing a, a higher standard in so whatever you're doing whatever level you're at now you need to be kind of make taking active steps to improve in that level in that area so that when whenever there is a threat whenever there is a danger you are capable of dealing with that threat and that danger um, not only because that's with um your job i would argue as a man as the strongest member of a family physically um but it's also you know if you want to have something that valuable a wife and children you're going to have to be able to, te- to protect it or you're going to lose it you know <clears throat> if you <laughs> If you don't, if you have something as valuable as a wife and children, you have to be able to, pr- to protect them or you are going to lose it. And so and you have to be able to protect valuable things. You have to be able to protect valuable things. It's like a country. If you have something as valuable and as rich in resources as a country, if you're not able to defend that country, you're just going to get invaded. I mean, you're just going to get steamrolled by, you know, somebody who's coming along to, to, to bring in and accrue wealth from the value that you have. Um, so you've got to be able to defend your borders. You've got to be able to protect what matters most to you. You've got to be able to um, ward off evil. You've got to be able to ward off an attack. So I think those are wonderful things that a man need to do. And that story of his dad being able to just um, deal with a danger, I think is, is a really good thing that men need to have. Now let's move on though and see what else, else he has to say.
3: They, they need to know that I am dangerous for them. But my wife and my children, they, they never see that. They may see dad angry. They may see dad frustrated, but they never, they never perceive me as a threat to them. Mm. But the same token, they do know I'm a threat on their behalf. And young men are looking for, I think the young men are looking for that to be demonstrated in a, in a positive way, because when they see it, it makes sense and instantly makes sense to them that, yes, this is, this is what I'm supposed to do. And Mm -hmm. this is the job that, that men are supposed to do. And I want to be that sort of man.
2: And what's so powerful about that, as you, as you said earlier, is it's, it's ordered to something. There's a purpose. You use the word mission to all of it. Like what's the mission of your ability to be strong and threatening it's not to dominate your family, right? It's to protect and provide for your family. And so when you have your mission in order, your purpose in order, as a man or a woman, everything can get aligned around that. And, it, and there's such freedom in that. And that's, I think, where the, the joy comes in and the, the peace can come in the happiness. People actually experience that real happiness because they're living their mission. And it's a mission of service and ultimately of other people.
3: No, I, I think that's that's absolutely correct. It, people, people flourish. Uh, I, I would say this: children, marriages, they they flourish when there's an element of um, love, respect, and security. And the man is supposed to provide the security. And and it's amazing because they've been told, well, no, you don't do that. It's it's equal. It's, whatever. I, I was talking to, um, I, I always make it a point whenever I'm talking to someone that, you know, lets me know, oh, I just got engaged or whatnot. I always, I always take that as an opportunity to say, look, marriage is great. Um, I don't care what, you know, pop culture tells you about marriage or what Hollywood tells you about marriage. Marriage is wonderful. I absolutely Amen. love my wife. I, I mean, it's just, it's, it's an adventure. Amen. It's an adventure. Your life doesn't end when you get married. It begins. Because I just want to encourage people and and this um this one young woman where I was up in uh, d c for something with some some friends, and I think there was a conference going on in town or whatnot, and so she told me that's oh, being married is great, and she said, oh, how long have you been married and at that point, I think I've been married like fifteen years or something and, and we're we're talking and I, I'm talking about what I love about being a husband and what I love about being a father and as I'm describing this, she looks at me and she goes, "Oh, we don't subscribe to those traditional gender roles so And I said, oh, okay. I said, well, can I ask you a question? She said, sure. I said, let's say you and your fiancé are here in D.C. and you're walking out. You've just had a lovely dinner together. And as you're walking back to the car, uh, a guy jumps out of an alleyway with a knife. Now, in one of these scenarios, your fiancé jumps in between you and your attacker. And in the other scenario, he jumps behind you. In which scenario are you more attracted to your fiancé?
1: Um, yeah, there was a lot of good stuff there. Let me, let me, let me talk about, uh, first of all, how, how awesome that man's coffee mug is. Can we talk about that? I mean, that coffee mug, I want that coffee Uh, for, if you're subscribed to the show, you can kind of see what that says. And I'll leave that as a mystery for you. Um, if you, if you want to subscribe, if subscribe to the show to see what that coffee mug says, absolutely awesome coffee mug. I would want that in my, in my arsenal of coffee mugs that I'm no doubt going to acquire this December whenever my children shower me with coffee mugs for Christmas. So. <clears throat> for those of you who don't know, I'm a kindergarten teacher, and that was kind of a teaching joke. Teachers always get mugs and cups and coffee cups and Yetis for Christmas from their students. It is just, I don't know why, but every single Christmas, any teacher will tell you they have an arsenal in their their home as well as their school of cups that have been gifted to them by their students. So that was kind of my teacher joke of the episode. <clears throat> for those of you who don't teach so that, you probably won't get that. But um, moving on, his his cup is awesome. I want that couple good things he talks about there. Um, kind of the, the, what I would say the thesis of this video is, is that men need to be well-rounded, um, in every area of their life in order to have a healthy marriage. So yes, you have to be able to have ideas and you have to be intellectually formidable in order to be the spiritual leader of your family as God has called you to be. So if you, if you're, um, a lot of women guys let me just let me just throw this out there i've talked to my wife i've talked to a lot of a lot of girls who do not like the idea of being the spiritual leader they don't like the the idea of having to bear the burden of kind of um, steering the family in a direction. They don't want to be the one behind the wheel in that decision. It's a very serious burden. It's a very heavy burden. And frankly, it's one that they're not interested in carrying and they want their husbands or their boyfriends or their, the potential men who are going to come into their life to step up and fulfill that need. So really, if you, and if you guys, if you want to find a relationship, young people listening to this show, if you're single and you're looking to find a relationship, you need to be listening to what the opposite sex is wanting in a prospective partner. So if women who are single are saying, hey, I want somebody to take the take the reins and actually uh, lead and actually bear the burden of being a decision maker in this relationship and bear the burden of following through and doing the hard things required to um, follow through with that decision, if they're saying they want a man like that, you need to be capable in that area. Right? And so if the women in your life are saying, hey, if the single women in your life are saying, who are looking for a man are saying... Man, yeah, I just want, I want a guy who can do the hard stuff and, and, and bear his weight in a relationship and steer and drive and, and work and, and, and take this family in a direction and make us move and not be stagnant. If, if she's saying that, you've got to be capable of doing that. You've got to, if you're going to be successful in the realm of finding a spouse, you've got to be capable of doing what the women in your life are wanting. Uh, And same thing for the women, but really I'm talking to the guys now. Number two, there are, there's, there's more things that women want. As you can see from something he said earlier in the video about a conversation between him and his wife, women need you to be emotionally present and um, capable. They want you to be emotionally formidable uh, and capable of, you know, having an emotionally healthy life and creating a vulnerable and trusting marriage. And if you can't be vulnerable with your spouse, if you can't explain to her the things that bother you, you, if you can't express your frustrations and your emotions and your deepest hurts and wounds, then guess what? You're not going to have the level of trust that a more healthy, emotionally healthy man is going to have with his wife. And so you've got to be capable emotionally. Number three, you've got to be capable physically. In that last example he gave about being attacked in D.C. after a lovely dinner date with your spouse, no woman is going to say uh, no woman is going to answer that question and say that she would rather be the one to deal with a physical threat. Uh, she's rather going, she's every single woman that I've ever met. I cannot imagine them saying that she would be the one to step, want to step up in that situation and defend her husband physically from an on- onslaught. You know, I mean, that's no woman is going to say that, that I've ever met anyway. If you know of one, let me know. <laughs> but seriously, guys, that is an overwhelming majority. Women need you to be a physical uh, protector and, um, you know, physically capable and physically formidable so that you can defend um, her and, and your children. And so if you're not that, if you're not physically formidable, if you're not physically capable and you want to find a spouse, a good step might be making yourself physically formidable and capable, however that looks for you, if that means going to the gym, uh, lifting weights at home, taking martial arts, taking a, uh, you know, getting a concealed carry, um, going through the the gun class, how to shoot gun safety, whatever that means for you, take the class, do the activity, um, practice your, your skills, hone your skills so that you are physically capable to do that. And again, that's another thing that women need in a relationship. Uh, so those are kind of three things that I want to kind of leave you guys with as we wrap up this video, three things that you need to be, developing yourself in. It's not just a warrior and it's not just a poet. Poets can't defend their wife and warriors can't have a healthy relationship with their wife. You have to be a healthy blend of both. You have to be capable in all these areas of life. And there are kind of these three areas that want to, again, I want to recap. So number one, you have to be physically capable. You have to be physically capable. And again, the reason for that is you have to be, women want a man who can defend them physically. So you have to be physically capable. Number two, you have to be intellectually formidable. You have to have worked out your salvation with fear and trembling. You have to have studied scripture. You have to have, again, as believers, we argue that on this show, that the best way for you to lead your family is to be spiritually capable and knowledgeable and have ideas and consider worldviews and consider ideas. And scripture says to be wise as serpent and innocent as doves. You have to be capable of weeding out uh, false ideas that would harm you and your relationship with your spouse. You have to be capable of following the leading of the Holy Spirit and moving your family in a certain direction. So you have to be intellectually formidable. And number three, you have to be emotionally healthy. You have to be emotionally available and formidable. Okay. So, and what I mean by that is if you want to have, once you've got the girl, once you've entered the, the covenant, the covenant relationship of marriage, once you've have a wife, you have to be capable. And even before that, during, during the engagement, um, you have to be capable of you know not only sharing what it bothers you but growing close to your spouse and in order to grow close to your spouse one of the main ways that that happens one of the main ways that humans grow closer to one another is through the exchange of vulnerability and so if you cannot be vulnerable if you cannot share if you cannot discuss difficult issues with your partner and open up to her then you are not going to be able to bond with her and so women need men who are emotionally available and healthy And so those are the kind of three things, again, physically capable, intellectually formidable, and emotionally healthy that he's he's kind of gone back to over and over in this video. Really love this video by Nick Freitas. If you guys are interested in finishing the video yourself, I would encourage you to visit the link in the show notes to watch it for yourself. I've really enjoyed this video. Uh, A lot of people in my life, a lot of guys, I see a lot of guys who are either super physically capable and very emotionally unhealthy or very emotionally healthy and very physically incapable. And so women are looking for somebody who is both of those things. Um, My wife was looking for somebody who is all of those things. And the only reason I was able to find find her was because I had pursued health in all of those areas, not just one or two or three or one or two or just one. Guys, you've got to be health. You've got to be pursuing health in all those areas. And I'm not I'm not bragging on myself. I definitely had things to work on in all of those areas. I'm just saying that you need to be pursuing the health in all those areas, Um, because, again, that's how we serve best. We, we, so once we've established the fact that men are designed to serve their spouse and their children in the context of a family, then the next question is kind of how do I put myself in a position to where I'm better capable of doing that, better capable of serving them. And so the answer to that question is fulfilling those three areas uh, that we've talked about throughout this video. So I go, hope you guys have enjoyed. If you have, reach out and let me know what you thought of this episode through the link in the show notes. Uh, you can send me a personalized audio voice message. If you if you have something you disagree on or you'd like to add to my uh, critique, send me that message. Guys, I want to hear your voice. I want to hear your opinion on the, the topics we discuss as well as these speakers here. Let me know what you thought of them as well. You can also follow the show on Instagram and Facebook if you're interested in that, in the content we post there. So thank you guys so much for listening today and we will talk to you next time.